Today's edition of the Roma Press Podcast, as always, is sponsored by Euro Fantasy League. The Champions League is back, and I know that you're playing online fantasy football, so look no further than Euro Fantasy League's Champions League game at fantasy-champions-league.com. Again, fantasy-champions-league.com, presented by Euro Fantasy League. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Roma 3, Chievo 0. That was the final tonight in Veneto. Andy, I, you know, obviously happy for the results. I don't want to get carried away because I'm almost angry too because this team is so shit and they somehow manage points off Roma at the Olimpico. Ugh. So I don't want to overreact, but clearly a good performance. Yeah, a good performance, a comfortable performance, and another. You know, it's it's bad. This Roma, this EDF's Roma team is a mystery to me. We went to this exact stadium last year, and we the game ended nil nil, and 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 this year you you come into the same stadium you play the same team that stole uh basically two vital points at the olympico and you demolish them 3-0 um in a matter of 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 minutes and then it's just yeah it's a good performance it's just that i'm still not sure what this roma team is made of especially considering we have uh, an upcoming uh, champions league game Well, that's a good transition. Um, Again, you don't want to get too carried away from this. However, I do like the prospect of playing just an absolute crap team and then pumping them three to nil away from the Olimpico. Now, we're going to see what they're made of on Tuesday. Now, Porto, they're missing a couple of big names. So it's still going to be a difficult match, but I, I think that needs to be stated. However, what in the world are you expecting? Because there's like there's like no middle ground with this team it's either great like it was today or it's just a nightmare like it was against Fiorentina this is all happening within the same week and a half I mean we 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 make fun of Di Francesco and how he says this team has an illness or a sickness and this has to be what he means because I I just don't understand yeah exactly we uh, let's remind everybody we again we we've gone from Letting uh, from blowing a three nil three nil advantage over Atlanta uh, to getting demolished seven to one by Fiorentina to drawing uh, against Milan to winning comfortably three nil with Chievo. and and so what are the con- conclusions that we can draw for this upcoming Champions League game? I don't know. I I know for a fact that um, some may consider this a heresy, but seeing this Florence right now, I can assure you, I will take Bruno Perez every day, any day, all day, every day of the week. Give me the Bruno Perez we saw <laughs> in that Shakhtar Donetsk game. With yeah, that pulling off a miracle. I'll take him over this Florence any day of the week. Um. 
even in a cameo role today, Florenzi in attack, which everyone says is his role, was not good. Um, it just, he makes every, he, I don't know what's happening to him. It, there has to be something right now that he's going through because it's not even that this is his usual bad level of bad. It's just he's reaching new lows right now. You You can't. You can't play him. He he cannot play. Um, Karsdorp is enjoying such a good moment. Um, I, I found it funny that Di Francesco was asked about this, and he he said that I think competition in every role is a good thing. I think competition for players is healthy. Um, but I, I just laugh at that because no matter how bad Jekyll has been at times, he'll still play over Schick. Now, granted, today Schick did play. Um, he, he came off and it looked like he grabbed his hamstring. So hopefully that yeah, apparently he had, a, he had a problem with his ass. Mm. <laughs> with the, mm. with the butt well, cheek. That'll, mm, that'll happen. Um, so I, yeah, Florenzi has been bad. Who wasn't bad today? Antonio Mirante. <laughs> now I, um, we have to address this. I, I it just, I mean, it, it would have gone to VAR in that first half when he pulled off that miracle save, and I think it would have been offsides. However, I would bet you that Olsen never makes that save. Right now, in I the hate state to say it. In, I don't, in the state he's in right now, uh, obviously. The state he was, say, two months ago against Real Madrid, he makes that save. It's just that I think... Um, I think Mirante is a decent goalkeeper. He has always been a, a decent goalkeeper. Nothing special, nothing flashy. Um, I also think that uh, this minor injury for Olsen was a good thing. I think he, he a break like this, skipping a game, uh, I think can can do him some good. You know, to to take a step back, not be not being thrown immediately into uh, another difficult uh, situation. I just think that. You know, a few days off can do him some good. I hope so, because with the state of this defense, I mean, even today in that first half, Fazio, I, I you know, we 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 just bash on him so much. And I, I, it gets to a point where I sort of feel bad just because we keep harping on the same things time and time again. But wow, I, I, I mean... I mean, he can't do anything right. No, it's like all these years of, of playing, all this experience is going down the drain. Uh, he's getting, I don't know if people remember, he was he was the one defender. Uh, again, today, Marcano was fine to me, just as he was fine against uh, Virtus uh, Entella in, uh, after a few minutes of, 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 um, of mistakes, he, he then he, he just uh, straightened out and played a good game. But Fazio was the weak link in both of these games against really subpar uh, opposition. And it's like we are heading into a Champions League game with this guy in the defense starting for us. I mean, it's terrifying. It, it, it's it's absolutely and that's terrifying. What, that's prospect. what bothers me, John. It's It's that after a game like this, we know for a fact Di Francesco won't come out and say, uh, I didn't like what I saw from Florenzi um, as a substitute player today, or I didn't like what I saw from Fazio, who should be a leader in the defense. But instead, he will probably ride uh, Clivert's ass because he didn't play 
well against Atalanta. That's the thing that bothers me. It's the consistency of of this coach's uh, assessment of the team. I agree with you. It's I I don't know. And the thing that worries me with the Champions League match is obviously they finished second, so the first match for them. They finished second in the group, so the first match in the knockout stage for them is going to be at home. Um, I mean, this is a match that they, they not only do they have to win, they have to win by at least, in my opinion, to have any opportunity, two goals. And then with the away goals, with the rule the way it is in the Champions League, you have to keep a clean sheet. I mean, do you have any trust in the team to do either of those things? Because I don't. <laughs> no, no. Especially the clean sheet. I, I mean, no, wow. No, this is going to, this is, you know, uh, this is a real test. This is a real test, and this is also a real opportunity. But no, I don't expect them to keep a clean sheet. In fact, I was today. I was stressing out when we were up to two nil. I was having flashbacks when oh. we were up three nil. Mm. I was having flashback from Atlanta. So you you can you never know what you can expect from this team. It's uh, and I understand fully that Karsdorp on the dis- defensive end is is not doing any wonders, uh, but. His his input on the offensive end is invaluable to the to a team that is struggling most of the time to create anything, you know, to to have any sort of movement. We are a very static team, and and the fact that you know we can rely on a fullback, on two fullbacks who special specialize going forward. Because if you have Kolarov and Florence, you have a fullback that goes forward and doesn't track back, and then you have a fullback that doesn't do anything he doesn't go forward and he doesn't go back to, to track back and it's um so I, I i don't know what the francisco's plan against porto is uh if he has any but um yeah deploying cars door right now in the moment he's in should be just just a, just a sure thing yeah, I mean, Karsdorp has turned into what we all thought uh, Bruno Perez would turn into. Um, I mean, especially in attack, he's far stronger than the Brazilian. Um, another positive today, someone said we don't give him enough credit. Um, El Shadawi, another goal. Um, I know you may disagree or maybe you'll agree. Um, I don't know. But I still maintain that there's problems if he's your highest goal scorer. I'm happy for him. I'm glad to see him in a good moment. Um, he's a he's a moody player, but when he plays with confidence, I still think he can be great. But I still I still think it's an issue when he when he's your yeah, highest goal scorer. I, I think so, too. We both said it. I still believe it. And Kevo is his favorite team to score against. Uh, I don't know what it is. This guy just lights it up when uh, when he plays against Kevo but i think i think it's a problem i also don't like seeing uh Clivert fading into the background um i just don't like mm, it that's a good i don't point. like it I, I i'm i'm seeing something that we've been seeing Di Francesco do to Schick, you know giving him the the last final 7 5 minutes uh you cannot yeah. you cannot hope to 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 make such a player grow uh, I understand there is a lot of competition right now on the winger position, but not playing him at all or playing him very little is is not a good choice. Uh, 
especially because well the thing that bothers me i mean these are the types of sure, matches he should be playing sure this is this is you 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 put him out there today not against portal that's obvious and you know i i, I must say we we've criticized him a lot but i miss under I I I, mm. I miss Under. There's something that doesn't feel right without Under. There is uh, he did a lot of wrong things, but you know I I I have to um I I have to apologize for whatever I said at the start of the season because right now I think there, we miss him. We miss the unpredictability of um, of his plays. The fact that sometimes he just ignores whatever anybody tells him and just goes with the with his gut and 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 sometimes it pays off and i think this team doesn't risk enough positively without him with with under he always gives you an extra chance he will always do that extra thing that sometimes can pay off big and i just hope to see him soon i think that what this is today should be like the last week of not seeing him right it, it's been what three right. three weeks Okay, weeks. then then I I really expect him to to um to have to have a positive in, impact in the coming games. And I know you've been a critic of it. I've been a critic of it, but I have to say, Sheik has been pretty good in that right wing role. Now, obviously, we want to see him as a number nine. Um, Jekyll got a goal and an assist today. He was very good, but. We want to see more of Schick in his natural position, but I have to say his work rate on the on the right these last few matches has been oh yeah sensational. And he, today basically he played like a like a fullback, and uh, there is something yeah. about him right now. I mean, even just just physically, he's just you can see him. Change. This guy is 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 really young. I mean, what, what he's like twenty two, uh, and and you know, for a player in his position. Um, you can see that he's learning a lot, and I think he's he's. I think he's finding the right mindset, and uh, the fact that, for example, he hasn't been scoring in these last uh, couple of games or a few games, I don't think that's bothering him right now. I think he's he, he seems like he's playing for the team rather than for himself, and and that's always good, you know. It's good to see. I was happy for him. Um... In the midfield today, I thought this was Nzonzi's best performance or one of his best performances. Now, again, it's difficult to draw many conclusions from this because Kievo are just, I mean, shit doesn't even describe them properly. They're terrible. Um, I'm eagerly awaiting to see them go down. It should have happened years ago. Um, but I thought Nzonzi was good. What, if it was up to you, though, because we've seen, I, I, He's been so unpredictable this last uh, week or two weeks. What formation, which lineup would you use against Porto? Because I don't know what to expect. Uh, I don't know. I, I I I think that you know today we we played with a four three three, but still looked more like a like a four two three one. Um, it I I. I think with with uh, it depends if the Rossi starts. You know, that's I think that that's the key right now. It, everything seems to depend on from the Rossi, and um, the, the Rossi will be a vital component of the game against Porto because 
as much as I, I, I've enjoyed seeing uh, Cristante and Zonzi play together, when they play together, there is a, a feeling of uncertainty when it comes to defensive side of the of the of the ball, um, and then you know who marks who, who tracks back, you know who how, how does this midfield really work? I think uh, with with the Rossi, it's a whole different ball game. And but now the, the question is, how do you play it? Who do you put with the Rossi? Do you put Nzonzi? Do you put Cristante? Do you put Pellegrini? You know, uh, further back. Uh, I don't have any answers. I hope I hope Di Francesco does, but uh, I don't see this midfield of Nzonzi Cristante um, play against uh, Porto. Yeah, I frankly I don't know which way he'll go. I mean, we saw what he did early in the season with uh, De Rossi and Zonzi playing alongside in that four-two-three-one, I mean, and I agree. I mean, they 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 put it out on paper as a four-three-three, but it was more of a four-two-three-one. Um, I'm curious to see what he does in attack. Um, it, it, he has so many decisions to make. Would you play Schick and Jekyll again? Well, together. if Sheik is is healthy, I think the the Sheik that is playing now can give you a solid a, a solid boost uh, defensively, uh, considering how badly uh, Florenzi has been playing. And I still see Florenzi playing. I still think that Florenzi is going to start this game. But yeah, I think if 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 Sheik can go, I, I I put him out there. He's he's been having a, a positive impact on the field. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I mean, he he just looks like he's enjoying his moment. Um, but we've seen in the past where Schick is playing sensational and takes him out. Di yeah, Francesco yeah. still takes him out, so it's confusing what to expect. Um, and I obviously, what, I, I what do you know? I I was meaning to ask you if you also have the same sensation as as I do that Florenzi is still going to start despite the form he's been in. Yeah, I. I think he is going to start. Um, I I don't know. I I it's hard to get a read on on what Di Francesco has planned for him. Now again, he said uh, before the match uh, yesterday that competition is good. I think it'll help him. But again, I I can't understand why he is coming in on the right before Clivert. To me, that makes yeah, no sense. I, I, I agree, but I think that it seemed like, for example, against Milan, it, it was supposed to be like a like a two man attack, you know. Um, and then right. as the game went on, and Di Francesco noticed that Milan were mostly sitting back, we, we, we that we had to change switch something up and put you know uh, uh Zaniolo up front and 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 Schick make him play as a, as a winger so it, it seems like these were choices made on the spot uh i i still i still would like to see just uh, again a two man attack with Jeko and Schick i think it can work but I'm also baffled as to why Clivert is has been you know losing his spot because you know he's one of those players really young. There is a lot of hype around him. He's got you know obviously he's the son of a star, so expectations are made. Raiola is his agent, so 
if you don't play him, then you you pay the consequences. But so it, it all it all comes down to why you know. There, I mean, today, for example, couldn't you let him play a little bit longer? Um, it's I'm I'm afraid that you know this will also affect uh, the way he um, because he seemed like he was growing at the start of the season. He seemed like you know he was developing really well. He he scored a goal in the Champions League. Um, he was making all the right plays, and then he got lost a bit in all this mess. And now Di Francesco doesn't seem like he uh, intends to, you know, give him some sort of consistency out there on the field. Yeah, I mean, you would have thought with the injury to Under sure. that this would have been a prime opportunity for him to get some consistency, get some playing time. And I have to say, I, I, I. I think he's a a great prospect, great potential. I think he has to play. And this is, I mean, this is 24 hours after his father gives a extensive interview in which he says, I think he should have stayed at Ajax. And you wonder, part of me wonders if some of that is coming from Cliverd, if that's some regret from moving, because he's clearly not receiving the playing time that he was receiving yeah. last year. I, yeah, I, I, no, I agree. I agree in general. I, I I'm not. I'm kind of worried about this situation. I wouldn't want such a young, talented player to, you know, to to get intimidated by um, by the coaching. But hey, uh, by the way, De Francesco just uh, just said something here yeah, that irritates me. Basically, he said uh, that Jeko today deserved uh, one more goal. Jekyll deserved one more goal. When did we last hear him say Schick deserved one more goal? <laughs> Remember, like, like this is again. This is yeah. I. Uh, yeah. This is just something that I will not understand. <laughs> it's um, yeah, it, it's crazy. I mean, part of me, I get annoyed by him and I get irritated by him. Part of me thinks that if they capture. Oh yeah, man. He's, he's here to stay. himself. And I, and I, you know, I just cannot fathom <laughs> him being here beyond this beyond this season. But again, if he pulls it off, they finish in a Champions League place. That's just another. I, I, it's like another feather in his cap. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of this. It, it's so weird. What a weird season. I mean, these last few seasons, I mean, they've been really shit at times. And some of their worst moments have come so more in Europe as opposed to the league. So, you know, you get downtrodden, but then you're like, oh, okay, well, they'll be back in the Champions League next season. Whereas this year, some of their, I mean, the worst performances have nearly all come in the league. And now it's it's at the point where, well, last season it was, Oh well, Di Francesco finished in a Champions League play or a semi Champions League semifinal. There's no way you can sack him. I mean, I, I, what's it going to be this year? I mean, what does he have to do? Oh well, he finished in a Champions League play, so you have to keep him. I know, man. It's a, it's unbelievable. It's like every every three four weeks we say, okay, this is it. This is the time. He's gonna go right. He's gonna. They're gonna sack him. They're gonna sack, him. and then boom, does it again? Does it again? He pulls two wins together, maybe a draw, maybe something. You know, a, a game where uh, we play with with character. 
I mean, again, look, look at this perfect situation. We have the upcoming Champions League game, and he's not sure if Manolas will make it and if Olsen will make it. So we're looking at another game of uh, a Champions League game with possibly uh, uh, Fazio and Marcano in the defense. And that's another alibi if we play like shit. Now, with this Roma team under Di Francesco, we never know what we're going to get. Maybe we'll get this inspiring performance of, of a team that, you know, is down uh, 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 its star defender, down its starting goalkeeper, um, and, and, and somehow maybe a draw or maybe a respectable loss. And yeah. it's, it's an unbelievable how he manages to manipulate the narrative. Yeah, that is interesting. It's, um, I don't know. I, I feel like things change week by week. It, it's crazy. But we'll, we'll talk about the Champions League, obviously, today. I mean, the, I don't know. I, I feel like every episode, we just sound so fucking depressed. But, I, I mean, three points is three points. Yeah, um, you know, we're fine. We're we're good. Right after yeah. this game, we're good. But, you know, we're Roma fans. We just saw our team getting slapped by Fiorentina not even two weeks ago. So, please respect us. So we will talk ahead of the Champions League match. We'll, we'll end it here. But three great points. Uh, the, the race for the fourth and final Champions League place continues. So thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you all next time. And until then, ciao. Ciao.